Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Nate. I'm Avery. I'm, I'm Jasmine. And we're the classmates. Mates. <laughs> okay. So, today's prompt is how is our lens being portrayed in chapters one to four of The Great Gatsby? And so, obviously, as you can see in our name, our lens is class. So, does anyone want to start? Um, I'll start. So, in chapter three, um, Fitzgerald kind of creates a list of everything that's going on in preparation for Gatsby's party. And he talks a lot about how Gatsby has, I think, he has a bunch of stuff delivered to the house all for mm-hmm. just the weekend when they host these parties. Mm-hmm. And they also like, he, I don't know if he sends, he probably sends other people, but they like bus people in just to go to his. Yeah. yeah it's like a big deal. And I think a lot of like in another chapter, we see like the Valley of Ashes, you know, and I think it's just really shocking how there's people living in conditions like that, like Myrtle. While people like Gatsby are able to like bus in all the all this all these resources and people just for a party over the weekend, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like how much money um, they spent on it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, like how much these people prioritize class. So, what really stuck out to me is that there was like there was like an underlying dark. Um, darker like more disrespectful tone of tom towards like myrtle and her husband um he just didn't the way that he it seemed that he treated them it didn't seem like he like respected them as much like yeah like for example he saw myrtle like when she when she was introduced like he only saw her for like her body he didn't like talk about her in like any elegance or any like admirable way he kind of only saw her for her body yeah he he responded coldly to her husband which i can't remember his name i think it's mr wilson and um he also even hit myrtle but that might just be an issue of like gender differences mm-hmm. but the thing that really stood out to me was when myrtle was really upset about her husband's social class that she discovered after they married each other yeah and then when it said like that she um left him and came back after he got a job and kind of came higher up Mm -hmm. like that's all she cared about was social class and it seems like that's like the case for her and tom as well yeah because of his money and how high he is in the class yeah and i think Tom is an interesting char- uh, character because while he doesn't treat Daisy great, and that's probably more of a, like a, a sexist issue, mm-hmm. I think he treats Myrtle even worse than Daisy. Because Daisy, at least, is more upper class and kind of fits in with his lifestyle. But Myrtle, you know, he's violent towards her, and he treats her almost like subhuman. And yeah, it's, well- I, I suppose it could tie into her being of a lower social class Mm -hmm, because daisy is of more value and myrtle is like in the story is definitely not i think that's probably why he didn't want to divorce daisy and get with myrtle because i think it might look bad on him yeah he seems like someone who's like really 
was cares, really, um, cares about what people think about him. Yeah. He's really focused on that. Mm-hmm. And marrying Myrtle and leaving Daisy would just make him look like a joke to other people, probably. Yeah, or even just leaving Daisy and then realizing that he's dating someone like Myrtle could, um, you know, lo- lower people's respect for him and, you know, cause yeah. a lot. Or it could also lower his respect for himself, you know? Like, mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't want to make it official because it would kind of make him view himself in a, as, like, being lower. Even and, though that's not at all the case. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with it, but, yeah, that's a really good point. But that is what a lot of people during the 20s were so, like, infatuated with. Mm. Like, yeah. Like, being a certain social class. I don't think people really cared that much about, like, actually loving people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's just Tom. I think pretty much everybody that we see in this kind of upper-class society, they're all very concerned with appearance and appearing like they're very wealthy or of a higher status. And we can see that, you know, with how many people just go to Gatsby's party just to look like they're, you know, involved with Gatsby or they're a friend Mm -hmm. of or they're involved in that higher culture. Or even being invited is a big deal because it's such like it's such an honor in a way to be invited by to go to that party because it shows your wealth, it shows your value. It says a lot about a person. Yeah. I agree. Um there was another question on here. Um, what does this suggest about 1925 America and or the American dream? And why does this matter? Well, we kind of already discussed this. Um, this suggests that people are really, really focused and prioritize their rank. And that the American dream is highly revolved around money and like your, your relationships with others in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you're... Your yeah. higher up relationship. <laughs> and I think I think that Tom is like a really good example of how the American dream, at least in the twenties, was very non existent. Because I mean, he is probably the richest person in this novel. And Besides all Gatsby. of his money, Yeah. He didn't yeah. work a day in his life. I mean, huh? he's just living off of inheritance. Yeah. Um I think that the ashes of Valley kind of represent what the American dream isn't supposed to be, and like how the eyes of Doctor J, J, uh, do- the doctor, and how like Echelberg his eyes or whatever upon them and kind of judge them, and how this isn't what the American dream is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Or could it even be like what like the other end of the American dream? Yeah, like you get the the American dream everyone wants, and then what you know, the other side of it, the people who aren't fortunate enough to experience like the American dreams yeah yep and like that's like this really disregarded um I feel like they they talk very briefly about like that valley of ashes and they spend a lot more time talking about like elegance and um riches and vanities like I feel like Tom spends a long time not Tom um Nick spends a long time describing um like Gatsby's parties compared to like how how poor the Valley of Ashes was I don't think I even had like the best understanding of it 
All I know is that yeah. it was poor and pitiful and sad. Because mm-hmm. it's not mentioned. That's not something people are they're experiencing or they want to bring up or they want to acknowledge. Yeah, so I think that people in, like, the 20s, they probably really ignored, like, this, the this lower side class. of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think, too, that it also shows how the American dream doesn't really prioritize hard workers or people who are deserving of wealth. Because Mm -hmm. if you think about the people who are going to Gatsby's party, or if you think about Gatsby or Tom Buchanan, they're all spending that money that they, that they have on just superficial things and things to kind of things of vanity. They're not doing it to better themselves or society. And they're not really serving any benefit to society. They're more Mm self-serving. Meanwhile, hardworking people like um, Myrtle's husband, they're forced to live in the Valley of Ashes. Um, What is Myrtle's husband's occupation? I think he's a car repairman. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a side of like mechanic or something. It's always, it's always like really sad to me that like the hardest the hardest jobs to do are like the labor jobs are usually the ones that are paid the least. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. That's always been something that like kind of confused me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think like labor isn't as much that way. Like what does Gatsby even do or Tom? Well, we know a lot of it was like inheritance too. And then you just kind of live off that and (laughs) don't have to do a whole lot or just you know yeah i think that really furthers the point that like the american dream is not as accessible as the media likes to portray it to be or like or like the founding fathers would have portrayed it to be like an equal a place of equal opportunity like you don't see tom or gatsby talking about their jobs at least as of right now and Mm -hmm. they are able to like throw these luxurious luxurious parties and do all these things but it doesn't even seem like they have a job meanwhile there's people like mr wilson like a car repairman living in a garage it seemed like Mm -hmm. like that's his workspace but then again like even like you know it all comes from like where you came from like if you don't have the money for the right education then you know you won't you won't be able to be a doctor or a scientist or you know a business person who makes a lot of money and like especially now too but you kind of just have to stick with you know not I'm not saying it's easy like Mm -hmm. those jobs I'm just saying they're you know you won't be able to be as successful if you don't have the proper education yeah and it's just it's like it's just a really a matter of like your family and your connections family and your yeah connections yes totally and honestly I like not everyone can really work towards having like good family inheritance because like Mm -hmm. you're born like that you know I mean, you can work towards having good connections with people, though. But also, I feel like that might lead you down, like, a path of, like, illegal activity. Like, doesn't having, like, oh, I have connections, doesn't that kind of sound suspicious sometimes when people say it? Obviously, not all the time. But I think another way to, like, achieve the American dream might be, like, through illegal activity. And that is heavily implied on Gatsby's part. Yeah, because yeah. isn't Gatsby a bootlegger? Isn't that didn't wasn't that how they were uh, saying that he earned his wealth basically by bootlegging during Prohibition? Uh, yeah, that there was like there's um a lot of rumors about him doing 
legal things. Um, I mean, he did say that he was in like the military and things like that, and he went, he did inherit his money, and he went to Oxford. And Nick didn't believe him at first, but he ended up believing him. So I'm personally still confused about where Gatsby got all of his wealth. I do believe a yeah. large po- portion of it is inheritance, but like. If he's throwing these parties with alcohol, he's definitely involved with some illegal activity because there's alcohol there. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was another thing. Like people had to make money, and like it wasn't always illegal. It wasn't always legal. Yeah. So that might, it so might, that all might be leads. a big part of trying to achieve this dream. Yeah, people will do anything to achieve the American dream, even if it's illegal. Well, and I think it shows how wealth can uh, provide different privileges. Like, Gat's throwing these parties yeah. with all this alcohol, and no one bats an eye. Like, he doesn't get any, in any trouble for it. But there's people forced to live in, you know, kind of highly urban areas. Um, and there's poorer people mm-hmm. who will be, this will be, like, like, prohibition will be strictly enforced. And we also know that prohibition kind of created a spike in organized crime. And that largely mm-hmm. happened in, like, the more populated city areas and more urban areas. And so not only were poor people more punished for, you know, possessing or like producing alcohol, but they also had to live in cities that were kind of like infested with crime that was created by this prohibition. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, people like Gatsby or Tom Buchanan, they live kind of away from that area in their own little bubble. Yeah. You know, you brought up like a really interesting point to me, um, like about how the poor people are more punished for crimes that, that rich people also do. And like that is like, I think that's still very, very relevant today. Like, think about it. Celebrities, they like talk about drug use all the time. They'll sing about it. And obviously that's illegal. I mean, some of it is legal. Like weed is legal. And murder. Places. You you see like you hear murder songs yeah too. like celebrities <laughs> like some of these like rap songs yeah murder on my mind celebrities talk yes, about literally. Like, illegal things all the time and nobody bats an eye but one person and but like one person in Chicago can sell a drug and or like take one be caught with the possession because that is a little less extreme and they'll get so punished for it mm-hmm. and like that's right. Really- I know, like, in those songs, it just, like, goes right over one's head. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, you know, it's just a song. I you mean, just, like, don't think much know, about like, it. the police can't just show up to someone's house for singing about it. But because, like, they actually need, like, solid proof. And a song mm-hmm. isn't solid proof. But. Yep. Yeah. But I. But it's, it's, it's more accepted amongst them, you know? Yeah. I, I also think that the way society kind of views this, like, if a, if a celebrity has a drug problem, everyone is more focused on, oh, I hope they get better. I hope they improve. But, you know, if if there's like a nonviolent drug offense with like a a poorer person or a person of a lower social status, they could be put in jail for decades. Or like if if they like someone will like realize that they like have like an addiction problem and they'll immediately like resort to treating them horribly it's like a double standard. Like, they'll be like, oh, it's their fault. They deserve this if they're, like, of lower rank. But if they're a celebrity, like, Sammy Lovato, people are going to, like, pray for them to feel better. It's just, like, if you're higher up, people think that 
you're an angel and you're still okay, but if you are at a lower rank, you're evil and you deserved it. Even though, like, addiction stems from, like, the same exact reasons. Well, not exact reasons, but same, like, a common theme for, like, every person, regardless of mm-hmm. rank. So it's a little bit ironic. It's just a double standard. And I'm sorry if that did not make sense. <laughs> no, I understand. That made sense, yeah. Like, it's all, mm-hmm. it all comes from, like, the same reason, but the rank will be Well, addiction is the same, not the exact same, but addiction is the same definition mm-hmm. for someone like Demi Lovato and the same definition for someone who, you know, is living on the streets of Chicago. Yeah. Like, it's, they're all, it's the same. It, it, you know, it might not affect one the same, but mm-hmm. it's the same definition of addiction, and they go through mainly the same struggles, but yeah. they're treated differently for it. One is, a, one is, um you know, blessed to have a bunch of medical, like, you know, med- you yeah, know, support. the money to go to a hospital or get help and the other has to deal with it on their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've just noticed, I'm like quick to notice that like the disrespect on one side of it, but I mean, Demi Lovato, she got a lot of disrespect or judgment. too, but there was more, mm-hmm. there was judgment. more um, support that I saw. Like, I remember looking at like her comment section she got like a lot of support. If that was anybody mm-hmm. else, they and like they overdosed. People would just be like, "Well, they'd oh, be like, yeah. oh well." Yep. Mhm. Mhm. For sure. That is. Do you think that um like since like the twenties like these like, um crime double standards? Do you think that they've like increased or decreased or changed at all in any way? Um, I couldn't say for certain if they've decreased, but I, I know for certain that they're still here. And I would I maybe argue that they have even increased because, you know, there is an increasing sort of wealth gap in our country. And there's many people yeah. indulge in these behaviors that are illegal and they get away with it. They're never even like looked into and they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people of lower class who are living in these, you know, urban areas surrounded by crime. I mean, and that they're living these lifestyles where they practically have to turn to crime just to get by. So so there's like a very, there's a lot of temptation to turn to crime and, you know, the police kind of hunt them down and keep their eyes out for them, but they don't even bat bat an eye at wealthy criminals who are doing things that are just as bad, if not worse. Well, fraud, you have so many, like, it's fraud, and you have, like, you know, go crap, whatever, but, like, that's the same thing, like, born into, like, if, like, um, you know, into gangs or whatever, like, that's your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting comparison. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's real, um, like, back to Gatsby, it's really, um, strange to me how he like throws these huge parties that like practically pretty much everyone has to know about them and they all have alcohol there which is illegal it doesn't seem like he ever gets busted yeah yeah they're people from all over and like throwing in as Mm -hmm. many people as possible you would like the police have to know about this like yeah the authorities have to well they don't there was that one scene um where Gatsby and Nick are driving in the city um, and a cop goes to pull Gatsby over for speeding and 
Gatsby just hands uh, or he shows the cop a card and then the cop's like, okay, have a nice day, Mr. Gatsby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, going back to like that alcohol one or the point that Jasmine made with like that comes like, do you, did they pay him off? Like, do they just, yeah, I do they just that know about... that he's that powerful that he can like ruin their life? Yeah. Like he can make, like he can, you know, cost them their job, cost them their career. And he can do that with like a snap of a finger, or a call of a lawyer. <laughs> I really like feel like he probably does. Like, oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Or does something, something that we know is well, not, you know, not in the usual. Before, I mean, like that could have contributed to it. Yeah, like he knows the people. Yes. So, um, I have like a question. Do you guys think that Daisy is concerned about class as much as the others, or? I think more, more or less. I think she's just about as concerned as everybody else. Um, because didn't she? I think that's the whole reason that she's with Tom Buchanan is just because so, because of his wealth and because of the benefits that a marriage with him could offer. You know. I wonder if like Gatsby was always like that rich to her because she used to be in love with him. She used to know him. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I missed this part, but I don't re- or just forgot it. Maybe it slipped my mind, but for some reason, she didn't stay with Gatsby. I I think it like she did meet Tom and realized like something was good about him, but Gatsby seems more rich than Tom. Yeah, but then I feel like again she has she has to care about the like her social class like because it's all based on other people like other people's judgment on her her judgment on herself like what people think about her um insecurities stuff like that so i feel like she does care about it but like for other reasons like just for her own good i think that she might be like i feel like in a way she might be a weak-minded character and Mm -hmm. like that kind of plays into it like caring about well because if like you're weak-minded obviously you're going to be like more conforming to like society standards you're going to be more of a people pleaser and like the reason i think this is because she knows and everyone knows that tom is cheating on her and she Mm -hmm. doesn't really like care do anything about it and yes i know that like he does have more of a say than she does because you know men are favored in society Mm -hmm. at this time but it seems like she doesn't even really care at all. And she, like, kind of keeps up this happy front. It seems like she's not a very honest person about her emotions. And it seems like it might be from conforming to society. And anyways, like, this conformity that I that I perceive from her, like, kind of leads me to believe that she is just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like what you said about her kind of putting up a front or maybe like a, a facade because I think she is, you know, fairly self-aware you know, position that she's in and she knows mm-hmm. what exactly because I remember she was talking about because she was the one who was giving giving birth to a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said she was crying and she was drunk and she said, 
something along the lines of that's the best thing a girl can be in this world is like a beautiful fool. Yeah. And so I think that shows yeah. that there is a bit of self-awareness there that she she knows that the best um, play for a woman is just to kind of marry rich and play dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in that society for women, sometimes that can be the American dream. Having a family, being with someone really wealthy, going to parties, that kind of society. Yeah. yeah. Being supported financially. But I wonder, like, why, like, I feel like a strong, like, this this might sound like a little bad in a way, but, like, a stronger woman at, like, the time, like, like, a significantly stronger woman, I feel like she kind of would have fought to, like, be loved, you know, like, and cared more about at least more than Daisy, cared, like, more about, like, actually, like, being loved in her relationships and being treated right. And so that, I just think Daisy's not very much of a strong woman. And I don't like to degrade women characters like that, but I know she's kind of doing, like, what's the best for her? Like, what is, like, that's the best for a woman in society. But if, like, people keep that mindset obviously no progress is going to be made and you're not going to be respected or treated as you should if you have that type of mindset that she has mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah and everything. i think that wealth in the society that fitzgerald is depicting here it kind of almost makes women want to be weak in that sense like i mean oh yeah it's obvious because you know she married Tom Buchanan and she's putting up with him cheating but I mean even with Myrtle when she she's of a lower social status but even when she found out that her husband wasn't going to be you know the richest guy she was upset right and she's having an affair with Tom even though he abuses her that's like a really good point so I think wealth in this sense kind of enforces more of like a multiple hierarchies not just you know like a a sex hierarchy but also between men in terms of how much wealth they have but then also in terms of who who's the more dominant sex and who isn't yeah um since Fitzgerald like heavily depicts all this and you can tell since he's writing about it Fitzgerald has a fixation on wealth I kind of wonder I know we watched a little documentary about him. I can't really remember everything that happened in that. But I wonder, like, what this says about him as a person or, like, the experiences that he's had growing up and, like, what society was like for him. Because I feel like it probably wasn't like this for everyone. And And it might be, like... Fitzgerald's personality and experiences but that's just something that kind of makes me wonder I don't think you guys might have an answer but I don't know why. oh yeah you mean like like how he grew up like his like his social class yeah. like if he grew up wealthy if he grew up yeah no that's a good a valid point because in the you know docu- I don't remember everything documentary either but like yeah it is a you know compared to his book but yeah that's a yeah, yeah I, just want, I really wonder what this says about him as a person. And I don't yeah. think it's just the way he was raised, you know. It's also his personal experience with Zelda, like his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think 
he kind of saw that living this lifestyle of like self-indulgence and wealth and fame and kind of notoriety, it kind of corrupts people and kind of almost builds, I would say kind of builds like a wall between people who appear close. Like we know that Mm -hmm. him and Zelda, they appeared close and they appeared like this great couple, but really, you know, Zelda was doubting her feelings for him or like felt like she was like being unfulfilled. And then the same thing is portrayed in the book where, you know, Tom and Daisy, they're kind of supposed to be like this perfect couple, I I guess, you know, like yeah. wealthy couple. And meanwhile, Daisy has that level of self-awareness and Tom is off cheating on her. That's that's really interesting. I like how you brought up like like it builds a wall between people, like caring about money so much. Yeah. So I guess mm-hmm. that's probably a factor that influenced it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Does anyone else have any questions? I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. The prompt. Um, yeah. How much time does this need to be? Like 15 minutes? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely good. Well, I guess we can end it. Well, we're the classmates. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.